You were all, simply put, good people. The point of the video was to make them all confront what kind of people they were on Earth. Keep a close eye on our four subjects. Try to gauge their reactions. You know, the subtlest glances, the tiniest flinches. What about shaking someone by the head? What does that mean? Oh, boy. Hey! Simone, everything okay? Yeah. Well, no. Well, actually, it, it doesn't matter. None of this is real. Sorry? I'm a neuroscientist, so I get what's going on here. You know, clearly I was in some kind of horrible accident. I'm on my deathbed, and this entire thing is just a hallucination constructed by my damaged brain as it slowly shuts down. It's not real. So I'm just going to wander around until I wake up or die. See you later, figments of my imagination. She's just going to go get some popcorn from the river. There's a popcorn river. I'll show you guys later. Uh, she said keep going without her, so let's roll it. Janet, make a popcorn river. Every time it's been a few weeks since we've last recorded and I get to see your face, I get to hang out with you, I've genuinely, now I'm putting it on a little bit because we've pressed mm -hmm. record and now it's a sure. show and we have to yeah. be a little bit closer friends, I feel like a weight lifted off my shoulders a little bit. You know, it's it's so nice. To, there's so much going on, and I mean, it's like first world problem stuff, and everybody's problems, mm -hmm. but in my personal life, you know, there's so much going on, and then I, I get to step into this weird little cubby in my apartment that's very small. Like, this is like five by five, maybe. Sure. Uh, it's a very small cubby in my apartment that I get to come to once a week or right now, like a couple times a month because of how mm -hmm. we're recording. And I feel silly and light and a weight lifted off my shoulders. It's really Would you say nice. you feel pretty, you feel pretty, you feel, I feel pretty witty. and witty uh -huh. and gay. Look, you wouldn't be the first to, to call that upon me. I, I do agree. <laughs> Remember on Glee, yes, welcome uh -huh. to the show, we're back, it's been yeah, a minute, I'm talking Glee about Glee. Time. Remember on Glee, they did a mashup of I Feel Pretty with a song called Unpretty? That maybe song? I did see. Was that... And it kind of worked, it kind of yeah. worked. I think it was Kurt and Rachel. You know? Of course, yeah. Who that else? was in one of the first couple seasons, I feel yeah, like. You probably that, saw that one. I feel like I one. saw that one. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Into the Time Knife. Officially, we're back in action to kick off the final season of both The Good Place and of Into the Time Knife. That's right. If if you haven't been listening to us in a while, we haven't gone anywhere. So go mm -hmm. back. Check out the podcast we did last week on The Selection, The yeah, Good Place web series. Yeah, did a couple series. of fun things the last two weeks. And we did some bonus episodes, one of which being, if you just overlooked it, the first of the four options for our next rewatch podcast that we're going to let you all decide between, vote between later it's next really year, it's still good. 2023 right now, is I think you should leave. So go check out that podcast and see if maybe it'll get your vote in a couple of months. But we've got a lot to get into. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Into the Time Knife. I'm Zach. And before we really officially start the podcast, can I have a hug? <laughs> you got it, Zach. Uh, and I'm Steven. And I just came to fix myself, uh, Derek, and then I'll be on my way. Mmm, <laughs> that mm. feels so... Derek. Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It's so good to see you. I hope you're all well. I hope the month of December has been kicking itself off pleasantly for all of you out there. It's almost the middle of December already. Christmas is coming up fast. 
How are you oh, feeling about I that? I hear those sleigh bells ringling, jing, jing, jingling, you. Nope. One or two of those words were right. You got sleigh bells, I think. <laughs> Steven, how are you? It's so good to see you genuinely. I just bonked mm-hmm. my brand new microphone. Bonk. I guess before I ask you, forget it. I don't care how you are. Yeah. We've got a shout out. Mm-hmm. Our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com. We got a scream and shout and let it all out. We got a scream and shout and let it all out. We got a scream and shout and let it all out. We got a scream and I am and Britney, bitch. I got to tell you something that's going to make a lot of sense for my character. You will know this to be true. Mm-hmm. It will not surprise you. Yeah. The only reason I know that song is from the section of the polka medley that Weird mm-hmm. Al does on every album where he performed the chorus of that. That's the only version of that song I've ever heard. I know that melody like the back of my own Derek, <laughs> and it's because of Weird Al. That all tracks. Britney Spears made great pop music. Absolutely. And Weird Al did some great polka renditions of several. (laughs) We have to start out the show by shouting out our $10 and up patrons. Those are, of course, Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, Justin Fortier, and Little S. Haker, fresh off the set of... Little S. Haker. What was the name for the Little Rascals before the Little Rascals? Our Gang. Our Gang, fresh off the set of Our Gang 2, the Netflix reboot. Lil S. Haker. Thank you to our patrons. Major <laughs> shout out to our patrons this week because over our last recording break, thanks in direct compensation from the patrons of Can't Disappoint Podcast, I got myself a new microphone, mm, uh, a nice one, a nicer microphone, but we both now have than I think yeah. when we started this, we Definitely. would have ever thought we'd be using for this Certainly. type of thing. I was still using my like snowball. <laughs> Microphone. No, no offense, Snowball. Great starting out mic, but yeah. it's definitely a I make Minecraft videos in 2010 microphone versus a <laughs> I do a podcast microphone. And I was using up until last time. I mean, I've changed my audio interface, so I kind of upgraded. Mm-hmm. Like I've made us sound better over the years, but I've been using the same entry level, nice enough Audio Technica mm-hmm. microphone for all three years. And now I took the fresh deposit from our patrons that I've saved up over the last few months. And I went to www.google.com, looked up, of course, <laughs> what microphone do they use on the Joe Rogan experience? Uh-huh. Saw $400, Jesus Christ. But if Daddy Joe says if it's that's good what enough it costs. for Joe Rogie. But thank you Joey for Rogues. the patrons. I'm excited. I hope I sound good. Joseph Rogano. And if you'd like to support us, there, there's other things we've been thinking about adding to the show here. I need a I'd new like kidney. to. <laughs> yeah, but I've got a couple things on my list before we get to little peon things like that. I'd really would be like great. to have a muscular Latin X man shirtless to feed me grapes uh-huh. <laughs> throughout the podcast. Less expensive <laughs> than, than you'd think. I spent, well, that's what Joe Rogan does. So I yeah. want to be just like him. I just really think it would be nice for the couple of minutes in each podcast where I'm not recapping the episode. Mm-hmm. If I could turn back a little bit and have fucking <laughs> Sergio feed me one of those long moon drop grapes. Yeah, it's got to be the moon drop. 
So patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. We do you can't disappoint show live every time we record this podcast, which you get a week early every time we record. You get mm-hmm. our that 70s show rewatch podcast, The Basement. Even if you're only like half interested in a that 70s show rewatch podcast, if you like us, The Basement is the most unfiltered, ridiculous, yeah, certainly half hour of our podcasting week. So starting at $5 a month over patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast, get that and a whole lot more or if you want to get a little preview taste of everything we do over there you can become a member for free for free you get a little little just a little like hamster water dispenser tongues worth well i want to move things along fairly quickly because we've got a lot to get into today mm-hmm. it's the final season premiere yeah. of the good place we're already deep into the podcast so i want us to touch just a minute on our break that we've had mm-hmm. why don't you give me one two highlights of the time we've spent apart and i'll do the same okay let's see i'm gonna give you like the cliff's notes versions yeah. of both my highlights that's exactly that, so. what i just asked now um, we're taking more time i'm to just gonna give you one maybe the two. concept started watching a new anime that's called yeah. like the my hundred girlfriends that really 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 love you. Thought it's maybe you'd start with like a personal anime. development, like you became pregnant. You yeah, sure. Contracted. Uh, that, that's later. That's stuff type. You know, tertiary. B hepatitis over the break that you might bring something like that up. But the first <laughs> thing always on mine yeah. is I began watching a television program. Yeah, uh, really cute anime, likable characters. If you like harm anime, that's the one for you. Mm-hmm. And other news, I had a really fun time with my family and Danny in Indiana for Thanksgiving. I made the yams. I got to spend some time with my you know, my grandma. It was wonderful. I probably consider you like family. You know, if mm-hmm. I was I'm making a list, and you say you you say yeah. spent with family. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a call from spent, your spent grandma. With your family. As soon as you I got, left, I I was you know, there I, all day on Thanksgiving. I was like, well, I've got three to get to. Still just waiting on that ping from yeah. Stephen, and that'll be my. Th- third stop for the day and it just <laughs> just never came and i just sat outside all day shivering waiting for you to to show up in the old hitchback truck to pick me up never. and take me for thanksgiving catch. i did tell you i would pick you up at about you noon we go you fishing. were out there for hours yeah exactly thanksgiving fishing just was a couple you, of boys a harem something about a harem in there somewhere yeah one guy 100 girlfriends what, what was the wrong? best food your best your favorite thanksgiving food so my just favorite thing to put in my mouth is or dressing. Dressing, yes. That's I'm a too. I'm a dressing boy. Love some good dressing. Throw the 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 juice on it. I like dressing, I like yams, I like mac and cheese, and all three of those were there and in abundance and made my stomach very happy. I did bring you up at Thanksgiving because everyone was talking about stuffing, and mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, my good friend Stephen, who should be here any minute to pick me yeah. up with some fishing poles and bait and tackle, uh, get your bait <laughs> we might tackle. go for a tussle out in the yard before mm-hmm. we head out, if that's okay. He'll be here. <laughs> he likes to bring up that calling it stuffing is wrong, and mm-hmm. that you should call it dressing, because stuffing would be what you call it if it's inside the turkey, if yeah. it's stuffing. And everyone was like, yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> <laughs> then they all collectively let out Negro, and then everyone went on with their day. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was at my Thanksgiving. So, yeah, you know, it tracks. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Oh, I, I want to say, yeah, what did you do, Zach? Tell us about your time, your your time away. Well, Locked away, I did want to talk about clink. some things, but you pulled an aside out of me when you were talking about 
how anime is the first thing that comes to mind, even though you mm-hmm. spent time with family, you've had yeah. new things happen. When I was a kid at Christian school, every day we would have like a group prayer at a mm-hmm. certain time and people would throw in prayer requests or praises, which they'd say something that they're worried about or they'd mm-hmm. say something that they're excited about. And more than one time, because these were the days of TiVo, where yeah. you'd like set up a show to record in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. And I had to have permission because I was taking up too much of the space sure. to record all of my shows. That tracks. I remember on several occasions, my praise was that I had been permitted to add another show to my season passes on TiVo. Ripley's Believe It or Not was the one I specifically well, remember. Well, that's all God's doing. Because. What <laughs> he it, gave you that TiVo. I was just like, I'm excited about something. What are we supposed mm-hmm. to do? Share? We're sharing things. It, it's stupid. But I had a teacher yeah, say to cute. me, I don't think that's worth praising. That's why I remember it was Ripley's Believe It or Not. And you said, you dumb bitch, you don't know anything. You don't know how like, hard I have to this fight. This all's a sham anyway. Space. Let me talk about <laughs> who hosted Seven Ripley's Believe It or Zach. Not. Some <laughs> nameless, attractive, black-haired, white guy, right? Whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the thing I wanted to mention most, because I had a lovely Thanksgiving with both of our families. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. But we're deep into December. Who cares? Yeah. I wish I could spoil all of the exciting things I'm excited about for Lil dinner, you know, just as mm-hmm. much for me as they are for them in some cases. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for all that to give presents to my partner. It's that kind of mm-hmm. time. But I saw some movies over the time we were gone, and the one one I wanted to mention is what I saw last night. Not really because of the movie, but because of how I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I brought up on here when Oppenheimer came out that I was really hoping to get to the one theater in the state that's showing it in 70 millimeter projected film on one of the largest IMAX screens in the world. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to see it that way. And I did see it on a huge IMAX screen, one of the largest IMAX screens in the state, but not that one and not projected in film versus, you know, digital, how all theaters are now. And we were gifted by a friend who had tickets and had to go and couldn't last second. We were gifted these incredible seats at a completely sold out, like packed 70 millimeter film presentation of Interstellar, another Christopher Nolan movie, which I had never seen. But I do think, even if I think Oppenheimer is a little bit of a better movie than Interstellar, mm-hmm. Interstellar was the one to see in that format because- mm. yeah, All this like huge- It felt like you were on a ride. It really felt like you were on That's a ride. Cool. It hurt my eyes. Something that I think is really interesting that I picked up on because our eyes are so accustomed to digital projection, yeah. which really seamlessly- can go from one frame to the next. When it's on a reel of film, it's going up into the next yeah. frame. And it kind of like affects the, it that gave me a headache and kind of made me a little like almost motion sick. And wow. it took like half of the movie not to adjust to the big screen, to adjust to seeing something projected in film. And wow, it was cool. kind of interesting. I took for granted how, cause the on digital it's so seamless, but it's yeah. different in film. And I really thought that was cool. Did you cry? at Interstellar? Yeah, but yeah, I don't know if I would have if it hadn't been how the I was seeing the movie. It was so planet. loud. It was so mm-hmm. big. It was so crystal clear. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I cried cool. at the part when he took off for the first time uh-huh. mixed with his daughter and him like on the on the I said yeah. plane on the airship <laughs> on the airship on the that's plane. on the airship and then I mm-hmm. cried when he I'll stop talking about it because Interstellar is whatever you've seen Interstellar I don't need to give yeah. my thoughts on Interstellar uh, the part later on when he gets like 20 years of footage of his family that made me that's cry really, too yeah but then the ending which I didn't hate did mm-hmm. make me emotional mainly because my biggest thing with every Christopher Nolan film 
he knows how to make a movie. He's making mm-hmm. the best kinds of movies yeah. on a craft side. He could let somebody else write because his stories, <laughs> his concepts are great. Yeah. Because they make you think, they make you second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. His dialogue is not as good. And it was the same in Oppenheimer. But anyway, that was yeah. my experience. I had a really fun time seeing a movie that way. And That's because it cool. hurt my eyes, I don't know that I could see it all the time. But if sure. you ever see a theater, mine's at a museum in Indianapolis. If you ever see a theater that has the true IMAX and screen something in 70 millimeter film, it's worth experiencing. I'm sure you could find some in Chicago. I'm sure. Absolutely. I'm going to go watch the Minions movie in 70 millimeter IMAX. Let's talk about the Good Place, the final season it. of The Good Place. We're talking about season four, episode one of The Good Place. This is chapter 40, and this is episode one and episode two. We can agree on this for yeah. the first time in the show. It's part true. one and part two aired on different weeks for the first time in the show. We're talking about chapter 40, A Girl from Arizona, part one. hey Now, this, this is an episode that we've heard the name of lots of times because this is a team that we've seen before, right, Zach? You're right, and we're getting to the point where not... In this episode, because they both come back next week, Mm -hmm. but we're going to start hearing some of these names for the last time, obviously, because it's the Mm -hmm. last season. And maybe we'll take a look at what they've gone on to do since The Good Place ended. But today, it's familiar faces that will be coming back another time. This episode was directed by Drew Goddard, who directed the very first episode of The Good Place. Goddard, the dog from uh, Jimmy Neutron. (laughs) Jimmy Neutron boy genius, of course. (laughs) Good for him. He also directed the season two standout Dance Dance Resolution. This is his first episode since then, but he comes back next week to direct the second half, A Girl from Arizona, part two. This episode, part one, was written by a team, Andrew Law and Cassia Miller. We've heard both of these names before. Andrew Law started with writing What's My Motivation in season one, Existential Crisis, which I'm pretty sure is season two. I get kind of foggy on which Michael freak out is which season. Existential Crisis should be season two because Michael's on their side. He also did Don't Let the Good Life Pass You By, the Doug Forsett episode from last season. Mm -hmm. And he co-writes again next week, A Girl from Arizona, part two, also with Cassia Miller, who Cassia Miller wrote one other episode before this one, A Fractured Inheritance, and one more episode after this, next week's A Girl from Arizona, part two, with Andrew Locke. That's our A lot of good episodes from this team. Some all-stars. Drew Goddard, he directed the pilot and Dance Dance Resolution and the final season premiere. That's pretty stellar if you're only going to do three. This episode originally aired, we're getting so close to our late-ish 20s brains to the current time. We're mm-hmm. almost to COVID because this episode originally aired September 26, 2019. Holy shit. So our shit. last like six-ish months of normalcy. So on September 26, 2019, what was the number one movie? The number one movie... It kind of surprises me that this was the number Mm -hmm. one box office. Maybe it was kind of a slow week. This is a movie adaptation of a British television series. Oh, okay. And they've made one more since this. The IT crowd, the movie? No. You think that was number one at the American box office? (laughs) This show was a phenomenon. I never watched it. It's not Monty Python. No. More modern. Doctor But it Who? takes place in the past. Oh. Outlander? No. The number one movie this week was Downton Abbey. That, they made a movie? They've made two. Oh, shit. I didn't know. Theatrical I've never films seen of Downton a Abbey. 
of Downton Abbey. Yeah, see on the big screen how Dame Maggie Smith is looking <laughs> these days. <laughs> the number one movie was Downton Abbey, the first film based on the television series, which was a pretty big deal when it was on yeah, TV. Yeah, Downton Abbey I don't was know, very I think popular. it's about old people playing croquet and talking about how they used to fuck or something. I've never watched it. What do you think <laughs> the first film of Downton Abbey, which made it to number one on the wow. American box office this week, Rotten the Tomatoes, were the out critics, full forces. The, the critical people... What do you think mm-hmm. they're thinking of Downton Abbey, the movie, a film you didn't know existed 37 seconds ago? 62. It is higher. Wow. Are they sitting at a 68? They're sitting at an 84. Fuck! Apparently Downton Abbey, the movie, is good. Yeah. So on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience, uh-huh. I'd like to paint a picture because we talk about the type of people that vote on Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes. It might be older people. And I'm imagining... People are watching this movie with familiarity of the show. Absolutely. I, doubt I didn't going know the show. Blind. I didn't even touch it because I'm not watching the show to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing a lot of movies here. What do you think the audience on Rotten Tomatoes think based off of the critics? 84%. Maybe a 79? You think it's lower? Maybe a little. No, it isn't. It's higher. It is higher than an 84%. 91. Down Nabby, the audience on Rotten no. Tomatoes have given it a 90 four percent holy shit that's crazy that's tough but that's all the old folks both the critics and the audience what do you think letterboxd is thinking about downton abbey the movie i've taken it to a percentage out of 100 where are i mean maybe everyday people sitting it is lower than 80 71 it's a 68 percent which okay, that's more where I expected fair. it to be. I feel like Letterboxd, there are more people who might be tuning into the movie that haven't necessarily Just, watched you know, all completionists. Of the show. Yes. The number one album this week, September 26, mm-hmm. 2019. This is a very famous artist and a musician who has had many memorable guest appearances on Good Mythical Morning. Mm. <laughs> um, someone <laughs> who has a song associated with Spider-Man. Okay, okay, okay. Then that would be Post Malone? Yes, the number one album this week was And is this Hollywood is dead? No, but you're very close. You're thinking of the right album. That's just not what it's called. Hollywood is Bleeding? It's called Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Hollywood is Bleeding, and I can't let go. I I was going to give you some singles if I had to, but I didn't even have to. The singles from this one were I know this album very, very well. Goodbyes and Circles. I've never been huge on Post Malone's music, but I do like and appreciate him as a personality. This album's pretty good. Post Malone is pretty talented. He just kind of can't pick a lane, but this album's good. I do get that vibe, even There's not a standout with much. Young Thug on this sense. album. Goodbye okay. is the song Should I listen to this album? Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think people thought of the album? Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone was the number one album this week. We're going to start with Pitchfork. It's out of 10 to the 10th. What do you think they're thinking of Hollywood's Bleeding? 7.4. It's lower. Mm, 6.6? It's a little bit higher at a 6.8 out of 10 ah. from Pitchfork. Okay. How about Rate Your Music, The Letterboxd of Music, out of 10 to the 100th? Do you think they're higher or lower than a 6.8? Probably 5.54. It's a little lower. You're close. 5.3 even? No, it's 5.24. Pretty much just over 50% from the Rate Your Music crowd. Because I don't think everybody loves Post Malone. Likes Post Malone. Yeah, Yeah. I get it. 
Well, now we know what day and year this episode was on when it came out. So we're going to move into our discussion of A Girl from Arizona, part one, starting with one of my favorite segments we do here every week. I'm sure one of your favorite segments, not you, meaning Steven. I don't know how mm-hmm. you feel about it. And frankly, hey, who knows? doesn't bug me much. Do- yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> I know pe- the people like night. it. And that's what's important. It's and true. also what is very important is that we find out definitively this week, did I shouldn't have said definitive. I shouldn't have. Sorry, I shouldn't have said definitively this week because the title mm-hmm. ends with yeah. this week. It's a mm-hmm. double of the yeah, this week. So I'm gonna, up there. I'm gonna take Try that, that over. Okay. Let's get a hold on. Can we get a quick touch up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quick Sergio, go, powder. <laughs> Sergio, put the grapes down a second. <laughs> yeah. I, I need a powder. Mm-hmm. A couple kinds of powder. You know. Yeah. Sergio knows. Sergio knows. Papa's grapes have now. always been a code for cocaine. Yeah. Everyone, it's time to find out. Did Stephen watch did the episode Steven watch this episode? week? This week. That's how I imagine that somebody sounds like Down Abbey. <laughs> yeah. Dame Maggie Smith. <laughs> this is like a mix of R2-D2 and Dobby the house elf. That's what I'm kind of going for there. We haven't talked about the content of this episode yet at all. Mm-hmm. For being an episode that they decided to air over two weeks, it feels like the first half of the episode, especially when it comes to the ending, where it just kind of yeah. ends when there should be more, right? So yeah. how do you feel about recapping everything that happens in just this first part in 20 Honestly, seconds? Honestly, I'm a little bit not nervous good. I'm going to get everything because maybe not a lot happens, but a lot of shots in this episode and a lot of scenes and i don't know how much of it i'm going to be able to cover i'm going to try my best zach but this could be bad i'm just going to be really honest with you this could be bad i think this is an episode that i like and so when i was watching it i was just enjoying it and i gotta be like oh fuck let me rewind so i can make sure i get some trivia here because i was just enjoying watching it so much because i haven't watched the show really i mean even not ever not counting (laughs) the selection it's been a while so I was really yeah. happy to be watching the show yeah, again. And, and I, I think because of that, I might not have retained the beats as fluidly. We'll see. We'll go for it. And this is kind of an episode that maybe bites off a little more than it can chew. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think maybe it doesn't have the time to adequately deliver everything that it tries to give us in mm-hmm. just the first half of the episode. So I am a little worried for you. Let's see. Let's see where yeah, it goes. Let's see. 20 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, three, two, one, go. The experiment is in full swing as we get another member of the the experiment. She's a boring old bitch-ass old lady who turns out to be a bitch-ass demon. And she punches people in the face, starts kicking ass. Then we meet Brett. He's a real douche. He's really self-conceited, misogynistic, and he makes Janet do everything. Janet's overworked. She's pissed. The accountant is an obelisk. Mm-hmm. I, too much. There too, was I, no arc I spoke to what as you if said. it was 60 seconds that I had to you talk, did. Zach. You did. There was no arc to the story you were telling. You got the entirety of the Linda storyline. Yep. <laughs> However, <laughs> I think that's one of the problems with this episode, that there's not even enough time in it to adequately deliver that storyline and make it really sing because mm-hmm. there's so much going on. Yeah. And nobody would know that based off of your description because that's the only plot line you covered. And it was very scrambled. It's the only I complete arc in the episode. You're a little shaking off the rust. It's been a second yeah. since we've done this. I will not raise I don't want to be coddled. I don't know. I think I that's wouldn't a, hate being cuddled. I think that's a D plus yeah. just by how slow and sluggish and mm-hmm. how stuck on one thing. I think yeah. you're shaking off the rust almost like a C minus, but 
I'm not feeling kind today. I think mm-hmm. that's a D plus. Yeah, that's a, I get okay. it. I get it. Okay, shake it off. Let's do some trivia. I'll just give shake you my it first off, question. Shake it off. Shake it off. My first question for you: What are the two favorite things Chidi's home is equipped with? He has reading lights. Yes, that's the second one. And a uh, it's related ceiling fan. No, book floor desk to ceiling bookshelves. Floor to ceiling bookshelves. Okay, yes. I'll take that. I gotcha. What is Chidi's number one dream? To summon books like Thor's hammer. You got it. But it hurts. <laughs> but it, it does hurt. What is technically the pride of Phoenix, Arizona? Um, it is a statue of Alice Cooper. Do I need to say what it's made of? Because that's one of my I'd questions. I'd like you to. It's made of cigarette butts. Made oh, entirely. I had that written down. I would have gotten yeah. that right. I wrote down life-size statue of Alice Cooper made from cigarette butts. Who's a bigger skid mark than Val? Uh, maybe Sean's mom. You got it. Classic. <laughs> Classic Val. What are the light elephant babies secrets of the universe? Um, Shirley Temple killed JFK. Yeah, that's and a revelation. And the other one... I almost made this one a question. Um, and it's clear not having done so is not paying off. Uh-uh. Think of a historical architecture anomaly. Stonehenge was a sex thing. Yes. There we go. Nice. Okay, I have a little bit different kind of question for you, Zach. Okay. Please sing the official <laughs> Bad Place song. <clears throat> One eight seven seven cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. <laughs> I got nice. more committed to it as I went on. I yeah, thought, what I the like fuck that. am I doing? You yeah. only live once. You Yolo. only podcast about a girl from Arizona once. Well, part one. Part one. <laughs> nice job. Points to you. Thank you. What is Michael's old bad place chant? This one is one of my memories. I remember it without. There's three parts to it, kind of, you know. I'm going to say the wrong order. That's fine. Dead eyes, bad hearts, can't lose. You got one word wrong. Don't look. Dead eyes, blank hearts, can't lose. You got the right order. You just missed one word. Dead eyes. It's a verb. I'm really giving you the assist today. I'm rooting for you, champ. What might someone in the bad place do to a heart? They might just straight up. Break it? Eat it. Dead eyes, eat hearts, can't lose. Oh, yeah, eat hearts. There we go. You doubted me, didn't you? You were like, that's not it. I'm going to look down and see what it really was. What is the opposite of Florida? Norway. You got it. I'm doing well. You're doing really well. On the selection, we both got all of the questions right. Have mm-hmm. I gotten all of yours right so far? So far, yes, sir. Oh, continuing the streak. <sighs> okay, my next question. All of the rest of my questions are about Simone. What is Simone's last name? Pyle. Simone Pyle? <laughs> yeah. Do you think of Simone Biles? Yeah. <laughs> and you went Simone Pyle? I have no idea. No, her name is, uh, this might be someone's birthstone. I think. <laughs> Her last name is Garnet. Ah. Is that a birthstone? Yeah. That sounds right, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Simone Garnet. Uh, they might have mentioned it before, but I had never caught it before. Yeah. It was New on the headshots on the mm. emoji wall. Hmm. Never took note. Um, How many days of mouth fleas does it take to convince someone they're dead? Do they say definitively one number or do they give two numbers? They give like, two. Okay, so three, maybe four. Yeah, you got it. Keep the streak alive. What is on Simone's head in her party attire? 
Did you watch the episode this week? Yeah, I was paying more attention to her shirt. Was it like a set of little antenna? No. Like BB antenna? Little buzzy B? Not close in any way. Plunger? Less close. None of these are close. Candelabra. I guess that's closer, but not close. What is it? (laughs) Cheese. Cheese. Cheese head. Go Packers. Yes. What animal does Cheedy look like? Ooh, this might be the one that gets me. What animal does Cheedy look like? I've been giving you some hints. Will you tell me According who According to Jason. He looks like an owl that went to college. You got it. I don't think that breaks the streak because I no, have been assisting you still got you him. Yeah, you good. Yeah. It was the so way you Sergio's asked Sergio's giving me a big thumbs up. Joke. Sergio, that's not his thumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That, that that's checked. always up. That was in yeah. his contract. <laughs> My last final question for you. What part of Simone's brain is rapidly decaying? She says this Frontal at the lobe? end of the episode. Prefrontal cortex? You were closer the first time. You got the second word right. Lobe. Temporal lobe. Temporal lobe. Not tempura. Mm. You kind of Tem- put a little temporal. Temporal. Yes, temporal. Temporal lobe, yes. Temporal, yeah. Yeah, temporal. Temporal. What's We're in saying. Derek's glass <laughs> at the party? An onion. Can you give me any more details about it? A whole onion, that, a whole white onion that's not been peeled or anything. There's something about the onion. There's And then he stabs it with a toothpick and it has olives on it. Yeah. What will the judge make Sean watch? Videos of soldier and dog reunions. Mm-hmm. With okay. no eyelids. This last one, you'll either know this one or you won't. For all the marbles. What is the name of the train at the end of the episode? The Bad Place Express. You fucking got it, Zach. Absolutely. That was a total guess. That was great. Yeah, it was just, well, I don't know, the easiest thing yeah. they could name it. Hell yeah. Good job, Zach. That was Queen. perfect. And I had a lot of questions. Sweet. That was good. Okay. That was very nice. Good well, job. We've done the trivia. We've done the recap. Let's talk about what we thought of the episode. You tell yeah. me, how did it feel to revisit the episode? You said you were excited to watch it again. You remembered it fondly. Yeah. What was it like? I enjoyed it. I think after the season ended so strongly, you're ready to see kind of the aftermath of Chidi getting reset. And while I don't love everything that Eleanor necessarily does or all of her behavior, I get it. And I think that they were smart to not go too into how Eleanor is doing yet this week. Because it's a two-parter. But... I do think that things are going the right direction. I think that they they just maybe tried to fit too much into this first half of the episode. And I get it. It's the last season. You only have so much time. Yeah. But 13 more episodes, or I guess 14, because the last mm-hmm. episode is technically a double episode a double. that was aired at once. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. 14 production episodes yeah. to end this universe spanning show. Mm-hmm. You got to get right into it. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like it's part one is always tough for me of things because they introduce a lot of ideas and they don't finish yeah. their arc yet. But I guess they shouldn't. So I don't know. I don't know what to expect yeah. out of a part one. Zach, what do you think? I know it is a little tough. It's hard to because I do have things that I'll mention throughout the episode that work better than others. I do mm-hmm. think it's a little overstuffed. I don't think it builds off the momentum of the season three finale enough like it kind of just keeps going Mm -hmm. along the way you would think it would without any huge surprises and then the hugest surprise they don't have time to really let you 
think about it happening until it happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then uh, going back and rewatching the episode, it's funny knowing the twist that Linda's a demon the whole time and mm-hmm. that she's that demon because the first thing she says is, are there any fitness is centers? Is there a fitness center? Yeah. Which That's is really pretty funny. funny. But uh, watching it through as its own episode removed from part two, which is true this time because they mm-hmm. were on separate weeks, it is hard to rate it as its own episode. I think yeah. I'd rate it a little lower, but that might be totally useless once I see part two and I'm blown away by it. And then mm-hmm. as a whole, it works a lot more. I think this is a fine episode. I don't think it's the best season premiere of The Good Place. And I don't think it's the worst season premiere of The Good Place. I think Certainly we had some not. problems with last season's premiere. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a good episode. I do like that unlike other season premieres, we don't have to do the whole, okay, a moment with each character starting over again, that we're kind of thrown back into the group dynamics. I like that about it. I do appreciate that about it. Mm -hmm. While also having plenty of throwbacks to season one, Good Place, seeing these new people wake up, seeing them go through Flying Day, it does take you back to the beginning as we're preparing for the end. Mm -hmm. Let's get into it. Let's do it. The episode started with a pretty long previously on. There was a lot to throw at Mm -hmm. us and just like one line that's kind of out of context even for a a previously on. They're really trying to get us to remember a lot of things because they're dropping us pretty much right in. It's a really great shot of Eleanor. I think Kristen Bell is excellent in this episode. I agree. Whether, like you said, everything Eleanor does is the best or not. I think Kristen Bell's excellent. There are a few Mm -hmm. jokey moments that are some of my favorite from her in a while. Some of that is because we haven't been watching the show in a while. Last time was the selection and we didn't get to see William Jackson Mm -hmm. Harper or Jamila Jamil or Manny Jacinto or Ted Danson. So I don't know. I really savored like their deliveries and how pro all these people are. And as we get into the final season, how well they and the writers and everybody know these characters mm-hmm. to really let them sing as they're getting to the beginning of the end. I think Kristen Bell's great. She's trying to keep calm as Chidi is seeing the good place for the first time, exclaiming that it's so great, it's so perfect, it's everything he could ever want it to be, directly to the face of the person who's like... Well, yeah, everything's the way you want it to be, but you should want me. Not everything's the way you want it to be. Exactly. So Eleanor just, okay, let's, we're going to keep it moving. She shows him his new house and how it's equipped with his favorite things. And it's a nice looking house. We've never seen Chidi have his own home on the show before. Well, and you know, I was thinking, I remember when I watched this the first time, watching Mm -hmm. it now, I was like, have we ever seen this space? And then I remembered This looks very, it's not the same, but it looks very similar to the space in Tahani's house that Janet was giving therapy to Tahani and Jason. It looks very similar, but I don't think it's the same. I don't have this photographic of a memory. I'd have to go back and look Mm -hmm. to compare it. That's interesting. It might be the same structural set that they just added the books and things to, but it it looks very similar. And to my recollection, the only time we've seen Chidi at a living space, it was like him out a window. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Was there yeah. a time when he's speaking out of a window? But anyway, In we see his place. Flashbacks. It's his place for the first time. It's got a really nice bookshelf. It's kind of a dream. I would love to have a bookshelf mm-hmm. like that, but it's all TV Same. shows. <laughs> Mine would all be manga. It looks so. really cool. He's excited about it. He's super excited about the reading lights, which really <laughs> just like lamps. Yeah. But that's his too. favorite. You know, he just says, they're great for reading. <laughs> But the biggest, most good place, exciting thing, they don't 
have anyone say this, but it's so clearly a touch that Eleanor came up with because yeah. she knew Chidi would love this. Hold out your hand, think about a book, and boom, it comes off the shelf and to him in a really cool effect. He can summon a book like Thor's hammer. He's really excited about it. It's his dream, but it did hurt. It hurt more than he thought it would, and <laughs> ouch, it was a hardcover book. Really fast into his hand, that would hurt. Yeah, I love that. And Chidi's whole apartment, you can tell Eleanor just probably put more time into that than anything else in yeah. the neighborhood. She wants to make it the real good place for Chidi because mm-hmm. she wants she him to loves be happy, him. intended to. Yes. So Eleanor needs to get away from this. It's really heavy for her. She says she has a lot to attend to. She gives Chidi a last welcome to the good place. You're here. I'm glad you're here. And this is a sad. Chidi's so overwhelmed. He's like, oh, I forgot your name. And Eleanor has to, no, that's okay. No sweat. It's Eleanor. And Chidi does the classic. We all do this. Oh, Eleanor, Eleanor, Eleanor. Okay, I know your name. I remember it. (laughs) She says, now I won't ever forget it. She says, well, you might, and leaves the room. And it has a real twinge of sadness. They do a really good job. You feel the pathos. You feel Mm -hmm. the, the chemistry with a huge wall up between the two of them and just the couple of moments that they get to spend together. She gives her awkward laugh. She leaves. And then she meets the rest of the crew in the office and they just all look so sorry for her. Yeah. Eleanor and I get this. She just, can we not, I don't want to make this a whole thing, but Tahani pulls her in immediately for a hug. She's not going to let go. And then Jason jumps in on the hug action too. And he's like, I like the hug. It feels good. And my hands are cold. (laughs) Guys, I'm good. Honestly. Wasn't even as bad as I thought. I mean, who cares if he doesn't remember my name? Oof. I mean, cool. Good save, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Thought that was funny. I think Kristen and Ted both have really good episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. Eleanor just wants to concentrate on the task at hand and the next resident who is set to arrive in six minutes. But Michael has something to say before they get started on this next phase. He knows that rightfully they all feel doomed and they know that if they fail, the whole world fails, that humanity can be doomed. And Eleanor, I think, is the one that says you needed to say that. You needed to gather us all to say that. But he's so certain. He believes in the team. He believes that they can handle anything that the bad place is going to throw at them because they are an incredible team. But then it's interrupted. I really like the back and forth here of nice demon Michael giving his version of a pep talk slam cut to evil Sean giving his degrading version of a pep talk to his team. This worked for me. Did it for you? No, I it think didn't. it just went on Damn. a little too long. I don't know why. I remember watching this and I was like, I don't need this scene to be quite mm. this long because I think that they that might be true. Maybe I think it was just too long for me. Like I'm, I maybe it was because I was just excited to be back into it, get into the flow of things. But I don't know. I like the the juxtaposition of Michael to Sean. I'm fine yeah. with that. But then I didn't need it to keep going back because I didn't really like care about what Michael was saying because it was kind of just like. I don't know. It didn't feel necessary for me, but I do like the joke of going from Michael to Sean because I think that that is very funny. And especially just watching the selections, the last thing we saw, I think it was fun to see the demon, like this group of demons at the table. And and I like the, you know, Val, your mom joke I thought was funny. What I just did in my head while you were going on Mm -hmm. about that, I think I rewrote the scene to make it a little bit better. Okay. Mm -hmm. It should just be one slam cut from one to the other. Yes. Get all of Michael's pep talk out. And then at the end, when he says, it's funny when he goes, and Jason, you're, 
What I think's funnier if he mm. goes and Jason, you're cut to Sean an unbelievable dingus, of, Bomba yeah. John. <laughs> yeah, and then going on his scene from mm-hmm. there. And because I think I, maybe that's, that's funnier. Not I didn't love the the and Jason. I didn't love that because I think at this point Michael would have something nice to say about Jason. But absolutely, I, I agree. that was my. I think maybe that's what maybe you could it have me. one more cut back to Michael, but it shouldn't have been three. Like, yeah, what are my notes? I want to see how many times they do it. They're interrupted mm-hmm. by Sean, his bad place version. And I thought, yeah, it's cool to see the selection, but at least one of them isn't there. Right. It's they not have a Val, but different the other group. girl. Yeah, there's a couple other people. And then Glenn shows up at the end. The, one, I was like, the girl Glenn? that I, I gave my my bad I forget place her to. name already yeah. in that whole podcast. I was like, now I remember their name. Val and uh-uh, the other one. It was Gail. Gail. Yes. Justice for Gail. I did not mm-hmm. see Gail. Sean saying stuff like, I'm so proud of how disgusting and cruel you are. You suck. I like this. Then he says kind of tearfully after you suck, you all suck donkey <laughs> There's the thing where Michael says, Tahani is the one that talked me out of a goatee. And Tahani mm-hmm. says, yeah, I couldn't do it for Robert Downey Jr., but I'm glad I could do it for you. Cut to Bombajon, unbelievable dingus. Val, huge skid mark, just like your mom, classic. Mm-hmm. Cut to Janet. Yeah, there's like three or four cuts. Cut to Janet yeah, can do literally anything. too many. She made all of the people here, not people. And then he hypes himself up. I like when Michael hypes himself up. And he's like, in me, even though I had my thing a little while ago. But that was a while ago. Most of you probably <laughs> don't probably even forgets. remember it, mm-hmm. probably. And we have Jason, who can... I think it's okay that Michael hesitates. But I think he could have followed up with something yeah. nice about Jason, for sure. You're right. And the fearless leader, the pride of Phoenix, Eleanor. Eleanor says, well, no, the Pride of Phoenix is technically an Alice Cooper thing made out of cigarette butts. The thing I thought, I don't think based off of part one, this episode needs to be called A Girl from Arizona. No. This is like the only moment. Yeah. I think it could have been something like New Beginning Neighborhood. I'm not going to give it a title, but I Mm -hmm. don't think it needed. The emphasis is like tertiarily on Eleanor. I'm yeah. thinking maybe the next half of it has a lot of flashbacks. I feel like I remember stuff in Arizona, maybe. I don't maybe. remember. It, I think it's just that it, if I remember correctly, it, it just has more to do with Eleanor. Up. Yeah. Kind of yeah. getting a hold of things. and Because they they really sow the seed for next week at the very end of this episode, but we'll get to that later. The one slam cut that works the best, I think, is when Michael says something like, there's no problem we can't solve. Cut to the bad place. There's no problem we can't create. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of works. says, now, guys, let's all rally out in our favorite song as I performed. I think pretty well. You know, people are saying, people mm-hmm. are tweeting that I did a good job the streets at 1877 Cars for Kids. <laughs> Glenn, I was thinking this whole time, where's Glenn? Mm-hmm. They've got to have Glenn. He pops his head in. Ooh, are we singing? Shut up, Glenn. <laughs> a very selection moment. Yeah. That's where we get the theme song bit. After that, Michael is complimenting Eleanor in the office because she's wearing a suit and she looks very leaderly. <laughs> she looks to very quote much Kelly Kapoor played by Mindy Kaling. I'm the business bitch. She says I, I feel That's authoritative I feel like that chick from Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Eleanor's impression was one of my favorite Kristen that Bell was really deliveries. Funny. The way that she opens up her jacket a little, puts like one hand forward, assumes the position, makes a face, and says, well, boys, looks like we got ourselves an SVU. <laughs> I've never watched the show. I thought that was so funny. That was very funny. She nailed it. Kristen nailed that moment. 
The mail tube comes in and it's time. We're going to meet our next human. We can talk about how Linda is a demon from the bad place because mm-hmm. we've talked about it already. I think it makes it more fun to talk about the Linda moments knowing yeah. that already. Absolutely. So Linda Johansson shows up. She learns by the comforting voice of Michael and Eleanor, you are in the good place. And all she has to say is, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Very Shirley Bennett of her. Yeah. Nice. Her, her one question, which I thought was great because you know the twist is, yeah. is there a fitness center? I did not notice it which the first funny. time for getting the twist at the end, mm-hmm. even though I might have thought like, why is, she, why is that the first question? I yeah. forgot the demon twist because it kind of, I think falls flat a little bit, the demon twist. Even though storyline, yeah. it makes sense. I think the way it delivers kind of falls flat. Mm-hmm. So I had totally well, and, forgotten. And I had forgotten because we had been talking about like, do we remember who the other person was? And I was like, oh, it's Cheaty, but I forgot how we got there. And so yes. as soon as I saw her, I remembered, oh yeah, it's a demon. I but didn't I remember the first it. time watching, I don't think I, I knew. My thought was just kind of, oh yeah, we didn't remember the last one because she's a boring old mm-hmm. lady. I didn't remember the demon thing at all. But I still wasn't, I don't know. I was yeah. shocked by the punching moment. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. But then after that, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So Michael, I think, has one of his first great Ted Danson deliveries of the season when he's talking about this is paradise. He, like, hits the (laughs) very, like, softly, and he's, like, Mm -hmm. really using his voice. Like, this is paradise. You could have literally anything you'd like. And Linda just says, that's nice. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) so they show her around the neighborhood and michael and eleanor are a few paces behind kind of chatting like what's going on what is this all the other humans are here kind of obviously to specifically Mm -hmm. torment someone else why is she here is she here to torture jason is norway the opposite of florida do you think that tracks (laughs) i yeah i think so lil's norway's biological father lives in norway wow yeah it seems really nice so it probably is the opposite of Florida. <laughs> they say that Linda is so boring that she makes neutral Janet look like disco Janet. Which is and a I, great foreshadowing. That's true. And I also like how it just paints the picture of there being variations of Janet kind of similar to like a Barbie. Mm-hmm, that there's totally. disco Janet. There's rollerblading Janet. There's <laughs> go-go dancer Janet. This one's disco mm-hmm. Janet. She was a lot, but she was she fun. She was a lot, but she was fun. Eleanor wants to get rid of Linda. She's dead weight. They've got other things to worry about. So she introduces Linda to Janet. You know, Janet, you can ask her for anything. Here, uh, Janet, make a baby elephant made of pure light that tells you true secrets about the universe. I think this bit would have been funny if the secrets were funnier. Yeah. For whatever reason, they just didn't hit me. But that's subjective. Someone else might think that's funny. The baby, it's more funny Eleanor saying, hey, make this thing than actually seeing it created in this moment. But all that Linda wants isn't something creative. She just wants a peppermint, and she'll want them many times. So she takes a peppermint. Oh, thank you. I'm going to step away now. And after (laughs) she steps away, we learn that Stonehenge was a weird sex thing, which honestly, probably. We did learn once that all new human activities are typically sex things. Mm Mm-hmm. Cut to the last human waking up. It's Brent. Obviously, we've been talking a lot, I think, remembering that we hate Brent and that he's a really annoying character. Obviously, I hate the character, but I found him really funny so far. He does a really good job, yeah. So you, Brent Norwalk, are dead. Really? Well, that blows. Ah, you know what? Maybe it's a good thing, actually. Some journalist was poking around calling all these ladies who used to work for me. You can't make a joke these days. Everything is so PC. And I was an equal opportunity offender, okay? I made jokes about everybody. And by the way, I'm the furthest thing from racist. 
My dentist was a black woman. I just think people need to loosen up. I think Brett's character is really funny because I don't know, especially where we're from, like there are people that are very much like Brett. And so it's funny seeing to that, see like, a show. This is so clearly this is like one of the worst people that the bad place people. could find. Yeah. Do you think there are people watching this show out there that are like, I like this guy. Like, <laughs> this yeah, guy seems like a stand up right. guy. But nothing's more telling than when it gets quiet after he stops talking and he's like, so where am I exactly? The good place. No, oh, cool. Good. <laughs> <laughs> then they show him around and we learn mm -hmm. a little bit about him, mainly that he was in the materials industry. He lists off a gargantuan list of things mm -hmm. that he worked on. And Eleanor, a woman, tries to pipe in and say, oh, so you steal, right? No, not steal. <laughs> not Steel's steal. a sucker's game. But you crack open an HVAC and that is all us. As he like does a golf to motion. Be and then asks, is there golf here? Because there freaking better be. <laughs> <laughs> I golfed, Zach, for the second time in my life. Did you do better? Worse? Yes, I tied for first place with Same my friends friend. that golf on a very... Two friends this time, and they golf quite often, and I tied the person that was in first of the three of us. Did I, you again I shot a uh, frustrate how you question their masculinity by being good at the thing they do all the time? Um, I think they were both a little surprised and shocked, but uh, my thing, I can just hit it no straight. Tears. They hit it much further, but I, I just hit it straight every time. Never had much luck with hitting it straight. I tried, boy, <laughs> you did tried. I try. Boy, did you attempt. Boy, did I try. <laughs> Eleanor just says, I'm gonna go away, far away, but if you need anything, you can call Janet. Janet pops up, oh, a secretary, not a secretary, and he goes on Fine. another tirade of like, oh, all these terms we've got to learn, right? Vice president of helping. Uh, and then he says, this is like the most timely joke in the episode. Mm -hmm. It's like Captain Marvel, right? Talking about all the yeah. titles. Because this would have been around the time that the internet was so mad about Captain Marvel mm -hmm. for some reason. Well, and I kind of forget still mad. that this aired not that long ago. Because I was like, oh shit, Captain Marvel was out already? Well, four years ago, over yeah. four years ago. And people are still complaining about that mm -hmm. with the like third or fourth thing to have Captain Marvel in it. Yeah. So stupid. But there is a large enough group of people that we have to comment on it like there mm -hmm. is even though it's such a stupid thing to be so upset about yeah there are enough people that are upset and making a big deal about it that it's where Brie larson stands in this house regardless of my thoughts yes. on the film rachel the coat check coat check coat rachel check. the coat check girl mm -hmm. for life scott Pilgrim? in the community movie i would love it if abed and rachel are together that would make me very happy I'd be fine with that. I'm sure Brie Larson would come show up for that. Anyway, mm -hmm. that's not what we're talking about. Captain Marvel. Academy you know Award winner Brie Larson. When he says something, the Captain Marvel thing, he looks to Michael and Michael says, oh, I'm not part of this. <laughs> 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 Eleanor thinks that Linda has to be for Jason because Brent is clearly there for her, just mm -hmm. driving her up a wall. And then we cut to another thing. Inside Mindy's house, Michael is reintroducing the gang to Matt from accounting. Mm -hmm. He was the weird sex thing guy, right? He was the weird guy, sex right? thing guy, yeah. He didn't kill himself and he got a new job. Good for yeah. Matt. I hope that Michael remembered him and was like, hey, can we get Matt in on this? I think he needs something. He yeah. needs this. The judge has assigned him, actually. I think this is the judge's mm -hmm. doing. At least that's what I wrote in my notes. That the judge the has judge assigned him. The judge did assign. Maybe, maybe Michael asked. You know, he put in a good word. So, that's my true. headcanon. In my fan fiction where Michael and Matt plow. That Michael's guy's got it rough. Let's get him in yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> there should be a fan fiction that mm -hmm. takes place during season inside four. The obs inside the obelisk? The, 
glimpse inside the obelisk and the glimpses that he has with Michael until they finally get to bone. Yeah. That's what I think about when I watch something The Good Place. Something always leads me back to you. And something always leads us back to talking about community, huh? Mm-hmm. So Matt is from accounting. The judge assigned him to monitor the new humans, and they've got this new modified point system to see over time how much better or worse they become during this year. But none of the people outside of the obelisk are going to be able to monitor this, so they won't exactly know what's going on. But there will be someone there who's always actively monitoring and keeping things on the up and up. Tahani has like a face that she makes when Matt goes over and gets in the mm-hmm. obelisk where she's like, <laughs> and that really made me laugh. <laughs> he wishes them all luck and he steps back into the obelisk, which just like lights up and closes. And then it's just there <laughs> for the rest of the time. Eleanor steps up as leader, but in an Eleanor way, because they've got to figure out what's up with these new humans. And she's made this board where all it is is two columns, one that's the... Mm-hmm. L on chin emoji. Mm-hmm. What's these guys deal to party hat uh, blowing the noisemaker <laughs> emoji over here? We got their headshots. And when we figure them out, we'll put them over here. It's a, like her take on trying to do what Cheaty does, but she can't like write a bunch of yeah. ideas on a board. She just has a visualizer of an easy concept. I really like another great Kristen Bell moment is when she's doing that and making the emoji face for each one to explain it. (laughs) Her take on the hand behind her head for the party hat and the finger for the noisemaker is really funny. I really Mm -hmm. like that. We're going to try to get them from what's their deal to party time. She assumes because they know Simone that they've got her figured out. We know her deal. We're putting her over to party time. And Michael says that they'll focus on the others. He comes together to call a team rally cry, but it's the old bad place one. Do you remember what it was? 30 minutes later, 20 minutes later. Dead eyes, eat hearts, you can't lose. You can't talk me out of that one. You look down. I looked straight forward. <laughs> my phone is over here. As you see, I'll reach my hand directly down to grab it, Zach. Not in the line that I was looking. It's here. Another one of the many threads this episode is Jason. Jason mm-hmm. approaches Derek, who is looking out to the people in the distance and going, Aw, if you don't like Derek some of this stuff is going to be annoying this week but it was kind of one of my favorite funny parts of the episode everything he did Jason approaches Derek as he's appreciating the beauty of his creation (laughs) and Jason calls Janet to fix this because Derek is walking around he's supposed to be at Mindy's it's going to start causing Mm -hmm. questions from the humans that they're trying to convince this is the good place but he can't go he's too proud of daddy Derek (laughs) And Jason puts him in his place. She made him, dude. He barely did anything. Probably just, like, made all the butts. I did make all the butts. I made that butt. Mm. I made that butt. Right. I made both those butts. (laughs) Derek. And Janet chastises Derek, tells him, you have to stay at Mindy's because the humans will see you. They'll ask questions. There's this weirdo in a tux. That's not good. You've got to go away. But before he leaves, he asks for a hug, and it's just got so much the where my hug at vibe. Yeah. So, but first, oh, this was really hard. Can I like get a, can I get a hug? <laughs> can I get a and hug? And then the girl he has a crush on hugs hug him, and help. he looks at the guy that definitely has a crush on her, and oh, that feels so Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love. Jason versus Derek. I really I do, do like it because Jason's so simple and Derek is so broken simple mm-hmm. that it's really fun to watch them at odds with each other. 
We'll come back to that in a little bit. Because now the neighborhood is watching Michael's welcome video to kick off their stay in the good place. And I had the thought, if Michael is supposed to be the assistant, shouldn't the welcome video have been Eleanor? Well, they had already had it all made up before Michael... But this is for all the human marbles. You don't think they would really think this through and just go film a new video real quick? They haven't had time. Or do you think the people behind the good place were not trying to film a video real quick? Bingo. Well, everyone's watching the video. And the point Michael tells Eleanor of the video is to make them confront who they were on Earth when they're hearing you're here because you matter. It's the good place. Mm -hmm. And keep a close eye on the humans because if they flinch, if they have any gives. And Eleanor says, okay, but what if they're shaking someone by the head? What does that mean? Cue the Simone section of the episode, which (laughs) I think is another one of the better turns of the Mm -hmm. episode. It's a totally different shade of Simone that works really well for what we know her character to be. And that works really well for me as an angle of what might be someone's reaction when they die and have to come to terms with the afterlife. This is one of those scenarios. Mm -hmm. Simone, (laughs) our fave, we cue to her. She's shaking someone by the head. And she's like, oh, well, I'm okay. Well, you know, I'm not. I'm not really okay. But it's okay because nothing here is real. This is all (laughs) in my head. A hallucination. She's talking about her brain. It's shutting down. You know, this is what she's seeing as Mm -hmm. her brain shuts down. So she'll just, you know, have fun with it here and get weird with it with what her brain's creating until she dies or wakes up is what she says. (laughs) See you later, figments of my imagination. And she walks (laughs) away. Another funny little bit that we get a follow-up on later is just how much stuff is piling on Janet because of how Mm -hmm. much she's in charge of this scenario. Eleanor is trying to explain why Simone went off and says, oh, she's just going to go get some popcorn from the Popcorn River. (laughs) Popcorn River. go make a Popcorn River. (laughs) Everyone else, meet at Mindy's. So Eleanor cut to her ripping Simone's face out of the party time side, putting it back on what's their Mm -hmm. deal. And Janet speaks up a little bit. She says that this is all really hard for her because if she loses concentration for even as much as a billionth of a second, the entire universe will collapse in on itself. A whole interstellar situation might yeah. might happen. Might end up in this weird bookshelf cube thing, <laughs> talking to your daughter through sand, dust. Been there. This is hard for Janet. She's it's really wearing down on her. She's got all that, and she has to constantly do whatever Brent wants her to do, which is mm-hmm. currently to get a BLT tough michael says that simone's reaction is actually pretty common kind of like what i was thinking it makes sense that a character would react this way that simone's reaction is common and it would happen a lot in the bad place they ask him well when would they figure it out well usually by the third or fourth day of torture they'll break (laughs) that facade because they're, they're seeing this doesn't end but in this place where it's just kind of a silly comforting whatever you want to happen can happen you could get stuck in that mm-hmm. headspace of it is what i make of it this isn't real now do you think that mouth fleas mean that the <laughs> things in your mouth are made of fleas or that you have yeah. a mouth full of fleas Ooh, because say the first one, say the first one again the first one like your teeth and tongue are made of fleas hmm. or that you just have a mouth full of fleas i think the first one might be scarier yeah but i do think it might be the second one mm-hmm but it's like you can't get rid of them. Like they're, it's more like they're filled, all of you coming out of your throat Oof. and full in your mouth. Yeah. That's the way I think of it. Have you seen The Mummy? It's kind of yeah. The Mummy. I saw with it the recently for the first time. Beetles. Love The Mummy. 
was deathly afraid of, of flesh-eating beetles. Thought it would be a bigger problem for me in my I, life. I would have liked it more if I had seen it when I was younger. The mm. effects don't hold up. And Love the ride. It's not. Love the, the ride. The ride is great. The ride is great. Love getting to ride the ride multiple times in a row because it would kind oh, yeah. of break. Yeah. No, that was the Hagrid one, I thought, right? Or well, we did We do that on the both. Mummy, too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Everything kept stopping when we were there. If Simone thinks that this place is fake, that's going to mean she has no chance of getting better because she has no need to mm-hmm. get better. She isn't convinced to do that. So they need someone authoritative and reassuring to get her in the right spirits. Tahani mentions anyone that she played racquetball with, whether that be <laughs> Nelson Mandela, Patrick Stewart. Jason chimes in with an idea and again is shot down in this episode. I'm like, no, not Blake Bortles. That's stupid. Don't say anything. <laughs> but his idea is a good one and the obvious one, Chidi. Yeah. Chidi's a good guy. He's convinced us all to be better people if anyone can do it. It's Chidi. He looks like one of those owls that graduated college. <laughs> Michael says, yeah, of course, that makes sense. But Eleanor, this is kind of when we get into Eleanor not being the best. She's mm-hmm. really against this, and she holds back from it as long as she can because it's really going to hurt to see the two of them bond when she could have kept them apart from each other. Yeah, I'm sure in the back of her head this whole time, well, sure, Chidi will forget me, but at least I can keep him away from Simone mm-hmm. so they can't connect in that way. But now they have to. Yeah, I get it. It's just frustrating. So I'm like, Eleanor, you know what you have behavior. to do. It's not good behavior, but I understand it. Because, I mean, how would you feel if, let's just say, for example, yeah, you're running a mystical neighborhood and mm-hmm. your partner gets stuck there with their ex vis-a-vis me and my charming wiles. Sounds like a harem anime. <laughs> Sounds like a harem. Zach's hundred significant others that really, 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 really love him. If I had a hundred significant others, I wouldn't do any weird sex stuff. I would just yeah. live out the game show one versus a hundred for the rest <laughs> of my life. The constant trivia. Eleanor says that Simone is just being silly. You know, get her to the welcome party. She'll calm down. She'll snap out of it. She'll be fine. Direct cut to the welcome party and Simone not being fine. She's in. You said you noticed the T-shirt more. What did her T-shirt say? I don't fucking You don't remember. remember. She's wearing a T-shirt. She's got uh, foam fingers on. She's got the cheese head. She's not okay. She's just continuing to get weird with it, yelling, look what my brain did. It's not real and neither are you. I'm in a coma. (laughs) And she walks off. I kind of I think it's really creative they had somebody react like this because none of the four did they just accepted that they were dead and they were in heaven or the you know the good place but Simone's like well not a fucking chance is any of that real and I think it's even better that it's a character we got to know outside of this before yeah, who's so professional rather than so just a new together. character who's like crazy like this I think mm-hmm. it works knowing the other side of Simone and because like a we side know how to... smart Simone is but because she's actually smart she's like well this doesn't make sense mathematics yeah. like like I'm like your brain does shit like this it works really really well mm-hmm Eleanor knows that they need a new approach, and she's willing to mention that, but she's still hesitant about letting Chidi in on this, and she can't deny that Simone is rocking the foam thingies. Mm-hmm. We get another confrontation when Jason is standing around as Gianyu at the party, mm-hmm. and Derek pops in shaking a martini. I love that he's saying, <laughs> Rudy toot toot, Rudy tooty tooty, root toot toot. And Jason says, what are you doing here? You need to be at Mindy's. And Derek says, I'm just here to mix myself a Derek, and then I'll be on my way. <laughs> he has a whole white onion in his glass. It's then he so stabs funny. the toothpick into it with olives <laughs> on it. And Jason 
is trying to be mature and he comes off very mature when compared mm-hmm. to someone like Derek going Rudy Tootie Tootie as he yeah. makes a drink out of a white onion. Jason tries to call a truce. He says, you're trying to get under my skin and it's okay, but I've tried to rise above it. I love Derek. <laughs> well spoken, Mr. Mendoza. This is my favorite Derek thing of the episode. But let me say in response... I will destroy you. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Well spoken, Mr. Mendoza. Let me say in response, I will destroy you. Janet is and always will be my mommy girlfriend. You have crossed the Rubicon now, pal. <laughs> And then he takes a bite out of his glass and chews on the broken glass. (laughs) Very funny. That might be my biggest laugh of the whole episode is just, wow, well spoken. I will destroy you. That's me whenever we get together a couple times a year and I have a nice little friend hug with Danny and I get Mm -hmm. close to her ear and say, I I will destroy you. (laughs) (laughs) As you should. Got to keep her on her toes. The gang regroups and they're talking about what they've learned about Linda, which is pretty much nothing. Tahani Mm -hmm. tried to talk to her. Tahani talks about Xanax a lot sometimes. This is Mm -hmm. not the first time Tahani said Xanax. She said... The talking to Linda was duller than a split Xanax with Peter Skarsgård. I don't know enough about Peter Skarsgård. Is he boring? He's the guy from uh, now. Wait, which one? Because there's Peter Skarsgård. I think is the is the Peter. dad, and Alexander Skarsgård is the muscly son. Oh, I think the, they said Peter. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to remember which one was Peter. I think it's the dad. I thought Peter Who's... was maybe one of the brothers. Peter is a dad. Oh, maybe. Because there's a Skarsgård that plays an old man in the movie Nymphomaniac, volume one. Actual film, not a porno, I promise. Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. You see some Shia Schlong in Nymphomaniac. You see a lot of cock in Saltburn. I haven't talked about it on the podcast, but I saw this movie (laughs) Saltburn. I didn't love it, but it has some of the most disturbing imagery I've seen in a movie in a long time. Mm -hmm. And if you want to see something that'll make you squirm and not be sure how you feel about it, check it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Eleanor's glad that Linda's boring because Brent is enough to have to take care of. <laughs> Cut to at the party. Of course, Brent is talking about how well he did at Princeton. I was at the top half of the bottom half of my class That's at really Princeton. funny. Then he says, yeah, rowing team, sailing team, class president. I hung out with all those guys. <laughs> it's very Brent funny. is played by Joe Mandy, good place mm-hmm. writer that we've talked about a lot. And he's yeah. a stand-up comedian and he, you can tell. Mm-hmm. I think he has great delivery and just makes a meal out of playing this detestable guy. I love the, yeah, I hung out with all those guys. A thread that I kept following when watching this was like remembering that these are all people that Janet made that are probably not like fully fleshed out individuals. <laughs> That's so they so just funny. kind of like stand there and nod no matter Complete who's talking NPCs. to them. And so seeing all of the... Um, test subjects interact with people is very funny to me. Yeah, like here when we cut to John and he's talking <laughs> about the work he had done on himself right before he died and how he hopes his corpse looks good. And then he says, my ex-boyfriend is going to be Soup's gel. And nobody really says anything. And he says, all right, I'm going to do a lap and see who gets me. Yeah, and nobody really gets so him good. because it's just a bunch of nobody mm-hmm. people. It's very Michael funny. says that the biggest liability here is Simone and they have to deal with it and they have to keep the other humans away from her. And he tells Eleanor, look, I know it's hard. I know you don't want to do this, but we've got to introduce her to Chidi. Eleanor just can't let this happen. She thinks that, you know, Simone's great. She's going to be okay. She just needs some time. She's getting all of the cake pushing out of her system as we see her pushing a cake off the table, not being fine. 
Michael knows and says it's painful to think of the two of them connecting, but Chidi made his sacrifice to help people, and that'll have been for nothing if he isn't here to help Simone now. Mm -hmm. And Eleanor, like, can't argue with that. That's it. That's the rub. Yeah. What, you're making a face. No, it was a smile. It was. I'm. Oh. It's called a smile, Zach. You probably I, seen I've never one seen before. you do it before. Yeah, so I, I was like, "What are you? Are you like, is it part of your mouth falling off?" <laughs> 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 All right, fine. Stupid, responsible, reasonable, ethical argument. Wish you were a cake. I'd push you over. Are you still muttering at me? No, I stopped. <laughs> Stupid, good Stupid, hearing, reform demon. Yeah. Outside, Simone walks up to two people, says, whoa, and then shoves them into a pool. <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor steps over, shoving people into pools, huh? Yeah, I'm testing the physics in my nonsense brain jail. <laughs> this is where Eleanor has to be the one to introduce Simone to Chidi, who may be able to help her because he is also a moral philosophy professor. He, he knows these things. But Simone is able to keep down her thread yeah. of this being a makeup of her brain she quickly learns that chidi worked at the school that she worked at so she must have seen his name and picture somewhere and now her brain is regurgitating it as information as she dies makes a mm -hmm. lot of sense she <laughs> says the human brain is amazing i want something else to get me through <laughs> this semi-charm kind of life. life i think that's one of the actors who plays simone's funniest moments her off that's really singing semi-charm kind of life uh, the human mind is truly incredible I want something else to get me through this. semi charmed kind of life, baby, baby. So, sorry, uh, what, what's happening now? When I was a kid, my CD alarm clock broke, and it used to wake me up to that song every day. So now I'm singing it to try and wake myself up. Okay. And Chidi just kind of shuffles off awkwardly. Mm -hmm. doesn't really have anything to add to this. And, and Simone says, nice to meet you, cute guy generated by my rapidly decaying temporal load. <laughs> More of the song. Thoughts on Third Eye Blind? Bad thoughts, right? Yeah, I, that song is catchy enough. They have a couple. I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. Dun, they have a couple others, fine. too. Mm -hmm. I think there's uh, not but I'm so not jumping well kept to listen to Third Eye Blind. Hollywood secret soon. that the guy from Third Eye Blind is like a fucking asshole to everybody. Like when mm. he goes to shows, he's mean to all the people that work at the venues and stuff really? like that. Apparently. And he gets on stage and says, I wish you would step back from that ledge, my, my friend. friend. And a bunch of 40-year-old women from the 90s go home and fuck their sad husbands for the first time <laughs> in this calendar Picturing year. Picturing the lead singer of Third Eye Blind. <laughs> Mindy. She is at her house and she's kind of pondering this huge obelisk that's just in the middle of her space now as Jason rushes in. Mindy's annoyed because she's not getting any alone time. She had to give up her whole backyard. She can't leave her house. And now she can't even be in her house. She asks what this obelisk is, but Jason doesn't have time to explain. Andy doesn't really know. He needs to know <laughs> where the plunger to murder Derek is. And it's not a, a problem. And he's like, yeah, okay, here you go. Cut outside. You know, one time I rebooted him just because he was breathing super loud. And then later he told me he doesn't breathe. So I don't know what that was. <laughs> And Jason That's explains a really wh funny kind of throw why he's line. doing it. You know, I think he's trying to steal my girlfriend. And he says, no, really, I don't care. Just and I go think ahead. This is, this is not great behavior from Mr. Jason. No. Jason was mature the whole episode. Then he kind of, he, he, he did a murder. But this is one of the threads of part one of the episode mm -hmm. that I think works pretty well as a one episode storyline. 
because it is bad, but we get all the parts of this. We get Jason mm-hmm. being annoyed by Derek. The problem won't go away. He tries to be the bigger guy. That's completely shut down. Derek just said he was going to destroy him. Like if you're, th- <laughs> it's a funny moment, but if you feel threatened by this guy, yeah. and you know that there's a button you can go press that'll make him go away, or will at least make him be a little different, so maybe mm-hmm. he won't be as mean to him. It's not good, but I get what led Jason to yeah. this place. Sure, and Mindy does not mind. No, she's like, please, yeah, it's it's no problem. So Jason walks up to the button and Derek starts begging for his life, but it's from Mindy. But then he notices it's Jason and he starts talking down to him and says, oh, well, you certainly don't have the the Derek's to (laughs) then press the button. And I think Jason Mantzoukas might have Darcy Carden beat for the slow motion power down death. The way that he makes Samuel out of falling down, his legs Mm. kicking back up in the air as he falls down, his face just going blank is really funny. It's really good. And Mindy says, oh, it's always good. (laughs) Cut right back to do, 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 do. And Eleanor cuts off Simone singing. And tries to put little holes in the armor of her facade, of her Mm -hmm. going kind of crazy and says, you know, if this is something your brain's just making it up, isn't this just kind of basic for a hallucination? You know, it's like a cocktail party. But then Simone notices and points out the giant Derek head in the sky (laughs) that's saying, I have been Derek. I think that that is like really unexpected like i even having seen this forgot that that happened and i was like oh shit this is bad of course it does remember how big a deal it was when when janet Janet. popped up there Mm -hmm. i i have been murdered like that's Mm -hmm. like oh shit i bet that happened they had a whole trial to figure out who did it kind of yeah simone says my my one question though is i think it's weird that derek who's in the medium place when this happens when he gets rebooted Mindy's done it tons of times. One, does this happen every time? And two, why is it happening in the good? I guess this neighborhood is in the medium place, though. So that would make a little bit of sense. I can't answer it. I'm not questioning it too much, but... Has this happened hundreds of times? You're right. That's a good hole to poke that I didn't quite think of. Mm -hmm. I'm too busy laughing at him going, Attention! Murdered has been me! (laughs) Back in the office, Michael's really given it to Jason for murdering Derek... But Jason stresses, no, his eyes were mean. And I think when you hear that, you think his eyes were like this mean, but they were like this mean. This mean. Janet pops in and asks Jason what happened and says that it was tough getting the Derek head out of the sky without a bunch of humans noticing. But Jason is truthful and says that he was worried that Derek was sliding into her DMs. But (laughs) Janet doesn't have time for jealous boyfriend stuff right now. She's got so much writing on her. She says, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And Eleanor just casually has me create popcorn rivers and Brent won't stop calling me for stuff. But Jason's really focused on their relationship. He's kind of being a little bit of a munch, you know, he's kind of being a bit of a drip, a bit of a, you Is know, he give an me some eater space. And did he eat it for lunch? It seems as such to me. <laughs> Jason asks if they're still boyfriend, not girlfriend. And all Janet says is, we'll talk about this later. Oof. That's I know, not so good for the big uh, reunion we had at the end of season three, mm-hmm. how exciting that was. Things are rocky, but Janet's got a lot going for her right now. So it's, yeah, it she's makes sense. A lot she, of, lot of, if she's going to be in a relationship, it needs to be a pretty 
like trusting uh, open, not like open physically, but open emotionally and go do your thing. I understand you're busy. It needs yeah. to be that kind of thing. But Jason can't really do that here. Eleanor says we can forget Simone right now. That's too much. And Janet, you just go and try to keep her away from the others so we can focus in on this Linda. And we got to get her going. We got to jazz her mm-hmm. up. We'll sprinkle a little cocaine on her peppermints or something. <laughs> That's, funny. that's what they did to Shirley Temple, and that's yeah, what got that's why her to she took out slay JFK. <laughs> Tahani thinks that it's odd that the bad place would send someone so boring. Tahani is probably the most underrepresented in this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of noticing. She thinks it's odd that the bad place would send someone so boring, but Eleanor thinks it tracks. They're just trying to drive us insane, give us someone boring, and we'll go crazy about it. Yeah. If that's the case, it's working. So they plan to start Operation Linda bright and early tomorrow morning when Janet sets up flying day. And Janet says, cool. I'm not super busy or anything. That should be easy. (laughs) And we cut to flying day. A good throwback to the second episode of the show. It's always fun to see this setup. Something I was wondering because you have a longer version usually than I do of the episode. I don't think I do anymore. Really? I think it's just the same. Tell me your thing and then I'll tell you why. Well, I was wondering, are there any, like, do we see any of the other subjects doing the flying day thing no i was not able to secure a dvd copy of season four it's hard to find the ones for sale on amazon are like for different region dvd players from different countries really so i went straight to the source like a month ago shout factory who produces it and i ordered it off of their website waited about a month hadn't heard anything this was a week or two ago mm-hmm. i emailed them i got a refund because they said they didn't know when or if they would be getting anymore so i'm watching the episode i downloaded files of the show yeah i mean i paid for netflix to watch my favorite sh- uh, i paid for peacock it's to watch my favorite sh- I, I paid for netflix to mm-hmm. watch my favorite show the good place and now i think we probably have the same version yeah okay I would love I to get a copy of it on that season wasn't four in mine point, yet. And I was, was like, huh. It was tough. Yeah. It's flying day. Michael asks Linda, we don't see it first, how or if she is flying. It's just Michael asking her, so how are you doing? You know, it's flying day. All the other people are flying. Maybe you want to fly. And we see that she's just flying a little bit off the Which ground. Which is very funny. Just like visually. levitating. Uh, okay. If this isn't your thing, would you like to maybe like, we see you like knitting. Would you like to go do some knitting? No, thanks. Eleanor's like, well, I'm looking at your file, and I see you like to listen to birds. Man, Michael says, man, Linda, you don't even look at them. (laughs) Eleanor says, okay, come on. Let's just go listen to birds then. Let's go look at birds, whatever. But all she wants is another sweet, sweet peppermint. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there a significance with the demon thing to that? Or is I don't that just, think so. Is this just showing Chris's awful improvisational skills? I think it's awful improvisational skills, I hope. Yes, and another peppermint. Another peppermint, please. please. Eleanor says, you can have literally anything you want. And then is interrupted by a swift punch in the face. Yeah. Here is my problem with this episode, with this reveal, with this all happening in part one. We needed more time for them to get so annoying to Chris that he has yeah. to do this. It comes kind of out of nowhere. Twice. Which makes it jarring. It makes like, oh, I definitely was like, oh my God, when it happened. But that's my problem is that we don't have enough time to build up to this because there's so much going on that it feels mm-hmm. unearned. It feels like, if anything, the Linda thing should have taken a couple of episodes and she should have become more evil or something. I don't know. I don't know why it doesn't work, but yeah, it didn't I quite agree. work. They just... One episode is not enough time to build a reveal like this if the Linda plotline is like third or fourth on the totem yeah. pole. 
I like as a plot point the demons somehow sneaking one of them in there, but I think you could have had it going a lot longer. You could have really made a meal out of it. Yeah, sure. like it could have been a thing that they find out in two or three episodes. And are whether like, well, it's this in one or three episodes, yeah. it should have had a little bit more heat to it. Because mm-hmm. I like exactly like you said, the thought that I had was. Because when it was about, like, when they were on Flying Day, I was like, well, it can't happen in this episode. They haven't, like, hmm. pissed pissed him off enough yet. Hmm. I didn't remember which demon was inside, but I did remember that Linda was a demon. I was like, well, they haven't upset the demon enough. They haven't made them do, like, nice things yet. And then the punch just started flying. And I was like, oh, shit, I guess it's just happening now. Yeah, just flying around, kind of superhero launches into the sky. I like that it's just, I'm going to beat everybody's asses. And to your point, it's funny, again, thinking about how these aren't real people, the Mm -hmm. the demon is going and punching people in the (laughs) face, flies into the sky, destroying everybody. Oh, maybe she's less boring than I thought. That kicks off the end of the episode where we're back in the office and Sean and the judge are conferencing in to clear up what just happened. At this point, Mm -hmm. we still technically don't know that that means she was a demon. We just think, what's up with this lady? What the fuck? We learn here, clearly, they just say it. The bad place sent a demon in disguise as Linda. And Michael points at her. (laughs) She rips off the skin suit, revealing the hot ripped demon Chris, which is the name of my estranged father, which Mm -hmm. maybe is why I didn't recall that being his name. Yeah, I didn't remember that either. Yeah, another hot ripped Chris to torment my thoughts. (laughs) Yet another (laughs) constantly shirtless and oiled up muscly white man to haunt (laughs) Zach Pruitt. Yeah, we got Sergio. We got a multitude of Chris's. Michael is furious because this puts the whole experiment at risk. Of course, it's furious. We agreed to these terms. If anything, this is an oversight of the judge, too, who should have been really on top of this kind of thing to make sure that there was no way anything yeah, like this could happen. They just sneak in. How did it get like, by? Yeah. Yeah, that's I don't yeah. buy that. But but whatever. The judge let Michael go to Earth 50 fucking times without that's realizing. True. Well, She's got some Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, that's to true. Be that's very over. true. She is distracted. And because mm. of this, the experiment was put at risk. He and Eleanor were attacked. Sean's like, Chris, I told you, be casual. I'm not an actor. <laughs> I keep telling you I'm not an actor. And Sean says he's not going to be anything after this. And my favorite Sean bit here, he says, fine, busted. I'm a rascal. <laughs> we'll replace him <laughs> with a real human. But the judge isn't going to allow this. That was their chance. They screwed mm-hmm. it up. The last human, she decrees, will be cheaty. I like that we took a little bit of time to get to this, actually. Yes. And I like that it wasn't just the judgment at the end of season three, because mm-hmm. that doesn't seem fair. I like it's the bad place fucking something up, being the reason why cheaty yeah. is inserted in this way. That makes a lot of sense to me. Which I like that, too, because then it feels more earned that cheaty is going to be judged. And I think, if anything, it's going to help in the future let Eleanor and Chidi interact in a different way because now she has to be a little bit less selfish about it because yes. Chidi's soul is on the line once again. You know, his growth is important, so she needs to let him go through the process like he did with her. Sean is not cool with this, obviously, protests, but since he's already had his memory erased, the judge says, not his booty, though. Not that booty. This works. Am I sure, right, it's girl? a little bit of an advantage, but you screwed this up. It's going to work out. Not his booty, though. You can't erase that. And I was just... For the love of God, Your Honor, please keep it in your pants. Mm -hmm. Michael says thank you to the judge and that they accept her terms, while Sean keeps saying that it's not fair. It's like studying for a test and then acing that test that you studied for. There's a good, like, gaslighting joke here. How is that cheating? 
You're just falsely accusing us of what you actually did. No, that's what you're doing. The judge shuts Sean down so she can get back to Deadwood and Timothy Oliphant, very important, mm -hmm. and lets Sean know that if he's so much as breathes on the experiment again, she's gonna start the whole thing over from scratch and rip off his eyelids to make him watch soldier dog reunion videos. Love those. I, remember, watch, I watch a lot of those so I can cry sometimes. Like, I you ever watch sad videos to cry because you need a good cry, Zach? Yeah, but I don't think... I don't know. I don't want to out myself. I don't want to be a real Bojack Horseman here. But like, no, the I soldier, don't really give a shit about that part of it. But the thing dogs being really excited do it makes me. me emotional. Yeah, the soldier thing doesn't yeah. really. I don't know. Zach hates um, the troops. It's okay. I remember people watching those videos and just being like, "Am I dead inside?" I like dogs. <laughs> but it didn't make me cry. I don't know. Maybe I'm a sociopath. Maybe. 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 It's always time. The last scene of the episode, I think this really abruptly ends the part one and makes it kind of an odd choice that they did air it as two separate episodes mm -hmm. because it's building up a little momentum and then it just ends. We're at the train station and a train comes hurtling in and yeah. hits all the stuff that's on the track and Bad Janet comes out. Round of applause for Bad Janet. She's here to take Chris. Yes. Looking as great as ever. Mm -hmm. Texting while driving. Love it. Putting stuff in the track just to run into it. <laughs> Here to get Chris. But Michael isn't just going to let her take him. They're going to handcuff Chris to a bench on the train. Not that I don't know what that would really do that much once they're away from them. But whatever. It makes them feel a little bit better. Bad Janet teases them a little bit. And I'm surprised you guys figured this out. Because we all thought you were so stupid. Oh, Tahani figured it out? Wow, that's embarrassing for you. Seems like you're royally forking this up like we knew you would. But Michael in the end of the episode, sends her off with a message. You tell Sean, booyah. Make sure you do the hand mode. Make sure you do exactly <laughs> what I can. Can you actually show me, show me how you're going to do it because it's really important. The train takes off and a graphic reads to be continued. Is that how your episode ended? Yeah, that's how mine ends. The only reason why this scene works a little more for me is because I think I remember where they go with the seeds that Janet was sowing in next week's episode. Cause I think that the bad place tries to kind of pit. Cause if the things I remember about this season without trying to spoil anything is they try and pit members of the gang against each other a mm -hmm. little bit. And I think the first one that maybe that happens with is a perceived power struggle between Tahani and Eleanor. Maybe. Interesting. I don't remember this. Mm -hmm. And that's my whole criticism for this episode is that a lot of it's hanging up in the air until we see the end of yeah. part two. But because it was aired as its own episode, I am looking at it as one episode. Mm -hmm. And I think it's got a lot of really good stuff. Like, I, yeah. talking through it, I liked parts of the episode more. I think the Jason and Derek story is really well mm -hmm. thought out. I like seeing the melodrama with Eleanor having to tend to Chidi and tend to Simone. I like a lot that's going on in this episode. I just don't think it has enough room to let all of the stuff it does breathe. So the twist at the end doesn't hit as hard as it should. Mm -hmm. I agree. And then it just kind of leaves, and I'm ready to watch the next one. But because it's its own episode, that's where we leave for the week. Yeah. What are your thoughts as we put this episode to bed, as we send it off on a train, handcuffed to a bench, never to be seen again? You know, I think I'm, I am leaning like more than not like on this episode. Oh, yeah, sure. I like a lot of yeah. things. I agree that the demon reveal falls flat. I think that some of... There's a lot to fit in this episode, and I think we get a little bit of a lot, which sometimes can work in this episode. I think it mostly does, but I just, I was just left feeling like, yep, I've seen the first half of a two part, 
you know, story. And I just, it made me want to see the second part really badly. Me too. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm not mad. Which I think is part of the Java part one. But like you said, this is, this aired as its own thing. So we need to look at it as its own body of work. And as its own body of work, it is found wanting. Well, as we dive into the final season of The Good Place and as we wrap up this episode of the podcast, we've got a few last things to attend to, namely being to award for the first official time of the season, who's going Mm. to The Good Place, who's going to The Bad Place. I'm still tossing around some options. Do you mind starting with your bad place? I'll go with my bad place. So I think this episode has a lot of candidates for bad place. Honestly, there's a lot of not great behavior. I'm going to go ahead and eliminate. I'm not giving it to Eleanor. I considered giving it to Jason, but I'm not going to because I think that Jason for the first half the episode was really good. I think the bad thing he did could have had really bad ramifications, but because Janet cleaned it all up, it wasn't all that bad. I decided mine. I just want it to be shown before you say yours that mm-hmm, it did that not got decide yours. mine. Yes. Who's yours? I also considered giving it to Norway's best boxer because <laughs> that was pretty bad behavior. It's a bad place person. So I, I ended up landing on. Brett as my bad place win because he's Brent. just I believe it's Brent Brent, Brent? <laughs> I think it's Brent, Brent. Or Brett I don't know he looks like a Brett to me so in my heart he will be Brett but let the record show that his name might Brent. be Brent um because I think he's just kind of grody I think the the actor does a really Sergio, funny job can you can you take that out of your mouth real quick uh, yeah. write down come Brett, on Sergio please. I need at least one hand free for writing you know this <laughs> Sergio you're starting to suffocate me I don't Sergio. care if it's covered in oil. I know it's uh, a five by five. I know the patrons are paying you $6,000 <laughs> an hour to feed me grapes, but you're starting to fucking cramp my style. Yeah. Sorry, Steven. Can we have a chat with Sergio? No, don't stop, this? Sergio. By God, let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm going to give it to Brett. I think that yeah. he earns the most bad place points. I also think that Simone is an option, but I don't blame Simone because Simone is thinking, well, I need to act this way so I can wake up because I'm dying. So I, I don't hold anything Simone's doing against her. Where I've gone with this, this is a character that's not in the episode that much, but I'm going with them because one, they're not a bad place person. Mm-hmm. And two, everything that they do that's bad, there's no like moral, this is kind of why I'm doing this. I feel like every time she shows up, it's fair to give it to Mindy St. Clair. She is just willing to let Derek kill, be killed over and over again. She's so mm-hmm. frivolous to everything. Wow. She's taking no part in anything. She's not in the episode a lot, but at least everyone else who's making a bad decision is fueled by something. What is she fueled by? Other well, than just Mindy, it's fun. The fact that she has to live in her goddamn attic now? Come on. I think I Mindy's know. deserved some hostility. I'm but with I'll take you, it. too, that... There are a lot of options, but most of them have caveats, and so That's I true. landed on Mindy. What about I, the good hey, place? Hey, I'm for not you? mad at. Uh, my good place was really easy. It was an instant thought for me. I think people have good episodes this week, but the person who really is doing the most for mm-hmm. the greater good this week for me is hands down Janet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get more into her frustrations next week. I hope so that she gets some, you know, respite, so that Janet gets some some help because yeah. she's really holding everything together. Eleanor is just willy nilly flying by the seat of her pants. Michael's ineptitude at the end of last season has now caused Janet to have to work mm-hmm. three times as hard because she has to explain and do everything. She has to be so many things for so many different mm-hmm. people. And yes, she gets frustrated and maybe she, and she doesn't even lash out. She just like lets people know that she's exhausted mm-hmm. and then that's not accepted. And she still keeps working just as yeah. hard and making everything work for everybody. I think there's a chance that this final season we're going to have some good places to give out for Cheaty. And mm-hmm. I like that here in Cheaty, we've just got the purest, simplest, yeah, happiest, cheaty. just nothing possibly could he ever do wrong. 
But Janet is taking the brunt of so much, and I think mm-hmm. that's got to give her the good place for me as well. Yeah. Janet, easy. Great Janet. That's the first week, and that's the first podcast of the final season of The Good Place. We dove deep into it. I had a lot of fun. And next week, we're going to be right back here to talk about A Girl from Arizona, Part 2. We hope you're there. If you want to send us in some thoughts uh, about any of the upcoming Season 4 episodes, you can always get a hold of us at timeknifepod at gmail.com. And if you like this podcast and you want to hear more of us, you want to support us to help us take it further, patreon.com slash podcast. You can get The Basement, which is almost done with its first season. You can go listen to a whole first season of a rewatch podcast that you can only hear on Patreon, along with all the other fun bits and bobs we do over there, like getting your name read out on the podcast every week and the pre-show and all of that stuff. Steven, where else, though, as you know and they know, Mm -hmm. where else can the people find us? Well, if your temporal lobe is melting away... I thought you were going to go with Chalamet, if you're any of those... The kid in Interstellar being Timothy Chalamet blew my fucking mind. Holy shit. I forgot. He's the young son in it. And Will and I were both like, because we hadn't seen the movie. Yeah. Are you going to see the new Willy Wonka? I'm officially in my Oscar rewatch mode. I'm trying to catch up with things. If anything, there's a chance that movie gets nominated for like visual effects or like adapted screenplay or one of the little ones. I hope gets nominated. That's all I want. I Hume-ba-lumpa. have a feeling I'll end up watching it, but it's not mm-hmm. at the top of my list. I'm not. Yeah. Like I, I said to you earlier today, uh, if you're going to see a movie over the holiday season, mm-hmm. maybe see maybe see the holdovers before you sure. go to Wonka. Before I go to the Wonks. But uh, come and wonk our Oompas over on yeah. X or Oompa Twitter or Thread. We're not on Thread, but go follow us on Twitter and Instagram over at time knife pod we're also on youtube where you can see the video companion to this podcast see gooby see zach's new mic microphone for me he's on this side i don't know where he'll be when we do it see what i've got on the wall Uh, go check us out on youtube search the name of the show thank you so much for joining us this week it's a pleasure to talk to you every week steven to joke around with you and to uh talk about our love of the good place and our love of kraken wise and our love of each other here every week for our listeners until next time everyone Stephen, why don't you get us on out of here? From inside the time knife. Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we will see you next week. Figments of our imagination. What if everyone that listened to the podcast and the podcast and you was a figment of my dying brain? Do you think that's possible? Okay. Well, see you next week. (laughs) Bye. Sip it. I don't have a problem with how you just drank your water, but it did make Drinked. me wish that you that you picked it up with like two tiny baby hands and held it at the bottom of the cup and went like this. That's what I wish you did, but you didn't. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I'm just a. There's baby. no way this doesn't end with me spilling water yeah, all over be- myself. <laughs> or over your brand new microphone. Just imagine I'm 
Imagine that I'm Barry Keoghan and you're yeah. Jacob Elordi after taking a bath. He's in it. I hate him. Is it that mm. how you say his name? I think so. It's Jacob not Elderoy? No, it's Elordi. Wow, hate anyway. him even more. Hate that guy. 